Are we on? We are on. Does this thing have a number yet? It does. It's number 180. 100, is that the weekly, the weekly slapper cast with blackguards? That is, yes. That's the okay. full title. Yes. Wow. The weekly WEA oh. or WEE? We- <laughs> Maybe a little okay. bit of both this week, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Do have Chad Smallpox on the line. How you mm-hmm. feeling, young fella? Pretty good. Pretty good. The the worst of it is 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 hopefully well past me. Been and gone? Yeah. The fever sinus crap I was having last week is gone, but I have still have little little bouts of my energy will dip down occasionally. That that kind of heavy headed feeling you get when you've got sinus infection or something. Ooh. What about you, Miss Heidi? How are you feeling? Good. Good. I think we're we're past the, the sickness over here. Yeah, but you're, how's the Phoenix heat? Actually, today, I don't even know if it hit 100, so it came down a little. What? What? Yeah, yeah it cooled off just a little. Come on, Chad, we're going to see her. Yeah, let's yeah, go. Let's go. the time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Got a little break. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we didn't even we we didn't even dip. I mean, we didn't we didn't even come close to come. We've been triple digits. It seems like every day for I don't know I don't know how long. Yeah, yeah. it's insane. It's just nuts, and everybody's talking about. It. I mean, it's just everywhere you go, everybody's. Like, of course, here we are talking about it, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's yeah, I I've, I've never I've been here for a long time, and I've never been used to it. So to, th- yeah. this has been excruciating. This has been so. Uh. Yeah, at least we we did we have been getting a little bit of rain for this past what? past week or so. Not here. Didn't rain yet at your house? No, no. We got some we got some rain here yesterday. Well, well I, I take that back. I've been up in Huntsville, and uh, they Huntsville oh, yeah. has not. We haven't seen a drop in months. I mean, it seems like months. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Houston. Uh, yeah, my daughter told me that, that it was it there was rain on the ground when she woke up. I think that. But today is Tuesday, so it would have been Sunday morning, maybe. Mm. I was going to say, it looks like we uh, all, uh, some of us have the same backgrounds, but somebody's got a new background. Yes, yes. Chad's, I am Chad's, at, uh, I'm adjusting my volume here. You're, I'm you're, at you're my mom's the, house. Oh, I thought you were in the east wing of your mansion. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my mom is traveling again with her best friend, Phyllis. Um, they're, they're spending some time together up in, uh, Maine right now, but in a few days, they're going to hop on a plane over to Iceland Oh, uh, for the wow. first time. I think, well, I, Phyllis may have been there before, but mom has definitely never been to Iceland before. So they've been planning this for a long time. So wow. I'm really glad because my mom, my mom had COVID day, like back in March and there were some complications that followed that and all this crazy stuff going on. So she was Whoa. like, I, I don't want to miss this trip, but every, everything worked out. So she's going and yeah, she's doing great. So I'm really excited for her. So I'm Excellent. here watching, watching her two outdoor cats, making sure they're fed. <laughs> outdoor cats. Yeah. Outdoor cats. Outdoor uh, cats. How do you yeah. watch what? an outdoor cat? You just make sure they're fed. Like you don't have to make sure they're fed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it had to be fed twice a day. And it's just, it's just, uh, if I, my, my apartment where I usually stay is, is, it, uh, you know, anywhere from a 15 to 30 minute drive from here, depending on traffic. So it just makes more sense for me to stay mm-hmm. <laughs> save money on gas. So, but I also, I love whenever I have this opportunity, I love to take advantage of the sonic isolation this place has that my apartment does not. So oh, I've been yeah. recording, you know, play, playing a lot of guitar and recording stuff and singing. 
things I can't do in my apartment on a, you know, in the middle of the night. <laughs> Jazzercise. Yeah. 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 That is the one, one cool thing my apartment does have is I don't have uh, neighbors above or below me. So I, I can stomp around and not annoy anybody. That is at least one, one nice thing about it. Yeah. I don't know anybody that has neighbors below them. Oh, below. You said below, not below. I get you. I get you. But yeah. Took a minute. I've, yeah, I've heard stories. Well, so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you got 20 bucks lying around, you know, everybody has that neighbor. But <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, Mr. Devlin, you had a, another solo acoustic adventure. I this, did. Uh, long distance. I did. You, you yes. travel far and wide to, to sling your acoustic solo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it just it just shows you I can't get arrested in Houston, but I can get a gig in Arkansas. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I went out there. Um, I went out there uh, last Saturday night. It was postponed because there was a COVID scare out there. It turned out turned out to be okay, but they just they they called it off last minute. I was actually uh, in the car when he phoned. Yeah. Luckily, I hadn't crossed state lines, or there would have been there would have been a dead Jerry. Um, <laughs> No, uh, not <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we uh, we uh, postponed it. So we did last Saturday, and a friend of ours, a mutual friend of all of ours, uh, John Riesenfeld, called me up and he said, uh, he said ah. I said, you're high, aren't you, John? He said, ah. I said, okay, uh, sounds like you want to go to Arkansas. I, just, ah. I said, all right, get in the car. <laughs> ah. And next thing you know, he was in the car and he goes, wait, I think we we're about to text our county. He said, wait. Where am I? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> so, uh, no, he had a great time. He's, he's, uh, he's, uh, John Riesenfeld is one of these guys that's, uh, uh, musical. Uh, well, we found this out before when we took him to Albanans and college station, Bryan, Texas. Um, mm-hmm. he is just, he's a walking encyclopedia of music, old and new. He, his, and his, uh, his late father was a big fan of uh, Clancy brothers and the wolf tones and all the stuff that we, we do. So he 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 came in knowing all that stuff, and he is just a he's a uh, he's not very tall, but he's up there high, if you know what I mean. Like, hey, John, but he uh, he remembers everything, and he 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 took notes at the show that I did, the acoustic show. He wrote down every song I played, and he did. I mean, it's just I was blown away. So, um, but yeah, so went to the Hibernia Tavern in Little Rock, Arkansas, and spectacular night we, we just blackguards have really made a home there we've had you know Heidi got you got to experience it um that was your first time there and mm-hmm. uh I mean and just rewinding back to then you know that that was a that was a, a like like all nights at Hibernia it's a tremendous night it's always fun it's always just um filled with laughter and good good friends and blah 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 um but it was funny because we went to Memphis the next night. So we had Ar- Little Rock, Arkansas on a weeknight. Then we had Memphis, Tennessee on a on a weekend. And Arkansas blew the doors off the place. I mean, Memphis couldn't keep up. They were just, you know, they were nice and, you know, great crowd and, you know, nice people. But Arkansas has just got so rowdy, you know, and the Little Rockers, uh, Little Rockers, you know, they're just uh, could not be tamed. So it was, it was the same again. It was, it was just... Uh, all, all our all our dear friends from there and from Ireland and from you know in and around you know just yeah you know, so food's great there's uh, you know Jerry and Sarah and just all the gang running the oh, just just fantastic just I saw uh, sec- Rick, Rick Wasserman uh, yeah the cheesecake man was there yeah yeah 
Gator. Gator, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he gave me a, he gave me a vial of dramatic pause. Mosquito repellent. He gave oh. me a uh, um uh and it's it, it smelled really, really good. I was like, are you sure this isn't gonna attract these motherfuckers to me? I'm not gonna be swarmed. But uh uh yeah, it's it's it really nice. And he always brings us cheesecake and whatnot. There was a there was a birthday party for our dear friend Margaret who turned seventy and uh we we had uh, uh so we were overloaded with cake. We 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 they sent us home with John and I. They sent us home with just buckets of cake. Couldn't 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 even touch it. It was so it's just so good. Um, and uh, and Jerry had I don't know if anybody's seen our our social media pages, but uh, Jerry had presented me with this beautiful painting. Um, yeah, yeah. Our friend Caroline uh, Lancos had. Draw, had taken this picture way back when we were recording a song out in Beaumont, Texas, or Bo Vegas, if you like. Um, and she had taken this picture as a black and white shot. And Chad has been using that for my, for the poster, for my acoustic set. Um, Jerry painted it and gave it to me on uh, Saturday night in Little Rock. And I just, I couldn't believe it. Just couldn't believe it. it it's, it's stunning. And it's such a beautiful piece. And, um, so now it's hanging right above my bed, just right as you, right as you, you know, Chad, you've seen it, you know, when you lie there and you're like, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry's a phenomenally, he's so humble about it. Cause he never, he never talks about his painting, but he, if, if you have access to the storage room, which is in the back where we, we always put uh, a lot of our cases and stuff when we're playing there, he's got, you know, all these uh, canvases and paints and stuff and this paint on the floor, you can, even on the out back, I, I think he goes in the alleyway. Sometimes you can see there's paint all over the, the concrete yeah. by the back door. But, yeah. And, it, and it's all hanging all over the pub too. Yeah. It's all for sale. He's unless somebody tells you, you would no idea that it's his paintings, but yeah, they, he's, he's done a lot of pop art kind of stuff where he, he'll, I think there's one of John Lennon in there and there's a, uh, uh different i forget who else he's done but there's like some fa some famous figures and some stuff like that but he's, he's really good great, at take, yeah. doing photorealistic paintings which is exactly what he did with caroline's photo there which yeah. is it's just stunning wow. so, yeah so yeah I, and he's doing one of shane mcgowan right now and if if you're not familiar oh, cool. with shane mcgowan you uh you need to go and re uh, learn your stuff because uh, without I always joke without Shane McGowan laggards wouldn't have a job we wouldn't have a set list. You've uh, we have borrowed many 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 a tune from that young fella. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna see if I can pull it up here, but I'll just give you a little. It's it's not done yet, but I'll give you a little. Uh, if you can. Nice. Isn't that great? Cool. Yeah, yeah. that's like a from the Pope's era. Looks like. Yeah, yeah, it's just just magnificent. But I I walked in there and I just I just it, he says it's not finished yet, but you know I'll get it. So Jerry's give it to me. Take it. I'll take it right now. Did he do one of Rory? I wanted to say I, I haven't seen one. I, I would I'd steal it if he did. Yeah, and I, I do want to mention too. <laughs> shut up. Uh, I do want to mention too that uh, uh, the, the aforementioned young Riesenfeld. We were on the on the way uh, to. Uh, to, 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 you know, seven hour drive. Right. So plenty of time to, to listen to some stuff. And he was going through my CDs. Oh man. Um, and he, uh, 
he found the uh, he found the Rory Gallagher CD and he said, you know, he said, I've, I always hear you guys talk about Rory Gallagher. He said, you know, you mind if I play this? I said, I, I mind if you if, if you don't play it, I'll be you'll be walking. So uh, he put it in and he was just stunned. His just his face was just, you know, just pressed up yeah. against the speakers. He just couldn't. Hear, so it, it was one of those things like, how have I never heard this? That's so. Yeah, that's pretty much how I reacted to because, you know, yeah. you don't you don't he's like a guitarist guitarist like every, every like real guitarist i know you know like orc obviously knows who he is yeah pretty much every career you know a really serious guitar player i know knows who Rory Phil is. culture yeah good especially but yeah most people generally even if you're into blues in the, in the states I, I notice a lot of people just have never heard of him here and it's it's any right <laughs> well, well like, so brilliant. i get all my cds from from cactus and quinn the owner was in there when i was buying one of the one of the things, and he uh, he was he was freaking out. He said, "I I saw him open for such and such in nineteen whatever it was," and I just you know he 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 was just he's still as giddy about it today, you know, as he was talking about that show. It just left a left a mark on him forever. Um, Heidi, are you familiar with his? Where have we played with him in the van with you? You might have. I I don't know. I'm not really familiar. He's unique to me, and, and the, the fact that. He, He's he's considered a blues guy, and he definitely is, and you can hear it. But oh, his yeah. his the way his song he's really versatile songwriter too, and most of his songs don't have like traditional blues progressions in them. He he plays along around with a lot of interesting chord progressions and chord voicings and things that most blues guys don't do, or at least they don't do it anymore. And that's why I wish people would listen to him more because he's. I, he actually, we've talked about this on the show before too, but metal, a lot of metal guitarists uh, worship Rory and, and there's, they've gotten a lot of tricks from him. Um, he's well known as an extremely uh, groundbreaking guitar player, guitar, and not yeah. just Bri- songwriter. Brian May from Queen is the most notable, one of the most notable players that, that learned from him and was always so in, so uh, enamored with his playing. And, uh, and to this day, he'll still, he'll still quote um, Rory Gallagher and just because when he was, when he was starting out, he'd go and see Rory and Rory always took time to show him his, his effects and his pedals and his amps and his gear. And he just, you know, he said, everybody said the same thing about him, just sweet man, uh, egoless, which is, you know, amazing at that, at that level, you know, when you're that, you know, Mm -hmm. so. Wow. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's really worth it. It's it's just, I mean, there's nothing he does. He does that. He'll do that old Delta blues. He'll do the hard rock and blues. He'll do the jazzy kind of numbers, and he got a great voice. And his 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 uh, interpretation of um, of these old traditional songs mixed with his Irish upbringing and his uh, his um, uh, you know just just his endless vocabulary of guitar licks. It's just it's it's criminal you know, that, that a guy can play that many songs and never repeat the same solo, it seems, you know, just so, so, so magician. Yeah. So, yeah. So John was blown away and, uh, uh, and, 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 uh, everybody, everybody at the Hibernia was asking for you guys. They're just, uh, they cannot wait to see you guys again. Cool. Yeah. They're, uh, nice. I, I liked it there. It was friendly crowd. And, and yeah, um, enthusiastic too. Yeah. Very enthusiastic. You, you, you know, can't that, beat the uh, the welcoming. <laughs> oh yeah. 
yeah. the standing ovation we got, or the cheering, whatever it was, yeah. right when we yeah. walked in the door. Yeah. Well, that that happens everywhere when you forget your pants, but that's a, you know, <laughs> that's a, that's neither here nor there. But um, uh, uh, wait, wait, we we also got to meet a um, some friends of ours. The Smith family came out, and uh, they uh, we've we've had we had probably the best. I, I know for me, it was probably the best Asian food I've ever had in my life. When uh, yeah, yeah, Lisa Gabbard Smith's mother oh made. My God. Uh, uh, she, they, they said, hey, come on over before the show. We want to feed you. We were, we were in town. So we, we went over to the house and blew me away. Anyway, they were all there and it brought a bunch of friends and, um, loud and it, it, you know, cause it's, it, it, it's unnerving playing an acoustic show. Heidi, you've done it. You, you do the, the solo, you know, right? A little, not like you though. I mean, I just, well, yeah, I, yeah. I, you're talented. That's, that's yeah, the only yeah, difference. It's you're all by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and tell me about that. Tell me about the first note, you know, when you're standing there and you got that, you know, it, it's all eyes on you and you got to play that first note. Yeah. It's, it's better to just start right in like, <laughs> and then, you know, a song or two in somebody stops you and tell us about yourself. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like drugs. I just want to just, you know, yeah, just play yeah. But yeah, it, 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 getting started is, Probably the hardest part. Yeah, I hate that first note. If I can skip that first note, or even the first song, you know what I mean? Like, oh, just pretend, you know? Because, yeah. uh, oh, I, I don't like. And then I, I, you know, I don't like it in the band. Even you know, the 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 band will tell you, and you've probably seen it. I'll pace, and I'll get yeah. real nervous, and I'll and I'm already sweating really badly. And by the time it's time, you know, I go, you you ready? Yeah, for the fourth time, hippie, go. You know. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, you know. Yeah. So it's so it's even worse on the on the on your own, you know, on the, and an acoustic too, there's nothing to back you up. Um it's just it's naked and you know, it's just ah. Yeah. And I yeah, and I don't like the way it sounds you know, I, I'm I'm not an acoustic uh uh I mean I I just I I I've I've done a handful of acoustic solo shows. And um, so I'm definitely not versed in this. Um, we were trying to add up the other day. It's funny. I was on the phone with my brother out in California, and we were trying to add up the amount of shows I've done because I started very late. I started late in as far as uh, uh, as far as playing. I was you know mid thirties, I think, by the time I started to do live music. So I was already you know considered old man for rock and roll, but. Um, we're trying to add up the amount of shows, not just blackguards, but going back from, you know, on the dole, five easy payments, you know, all those other bands, you know, trying to figure out how many shows we've done with, with you know, and uh, we're looking, we're like knocking on about 4,500 is what he's, you know. Oh yeah. I, I have no, no doubt. Yeah. Cause you were long before I met you, you had been doing very regular gigs around town for yeah. several years already so yeah yeah absolutely yeah so i guess it was early there but it's still it, it, it was it was it, you know um because he's asking me he said you know well would you do more acoustic shows i said yeah i do you know you you know just you back in uh, in in regular time you know you wouldn't you wouldn't have that you wouldn't have the time to 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 do a uh uh, you know, to do acoustic shows because we're, we're usually playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, so there's not mm -hmm. much left over, but 
now since we're kind of, you know, look at, you know, getting the, getting the lineup back in, in check where, uh, you know, it's, um, it's, it's easier to, to, to do some of those shows. I had a great time in Weston, uh, doing the acoustic thing. And that's when, that's when, you know, the Jerry and I started talking about doing this one. So yeah, I'll do a few more. It was definitely fun. Uh, and, and, um, uh, it, it's, a uh, you know, like, like Heidi, well, you, of course, Chad, you've done it as well. You've done the, the acoustic. <laughs> I remember I was doing an acoustic thing and I roped you in to do one while I was gone. Right. Yeah. We had a regular, regular Wednesday night thing we were doing, do our yeah. show. So instead of just shutting it down, why don't you do it on your own? All right. Yeah. We, we talked about this before, but that I, I guess the, Little Rock was probably a little easier for you, but I remember you, when you did the Western one, you're like, oh crap, because it was turned out they wanted you to play from eight to midnight. Like, the, like any other show. Yeah, yeah. Which is, and that's what I was doing at Molly's for those two nights on my own. And I didn't really think about how hard that was going to be until I started doing it. Cause I played solo shows before, but not that, <laughs> not that much. In one night. You know, it was usually most, at most like maybe a 30 or 45 minute opening set was what I had done in the old days. So you, yeah, your voice starts getting tired. You're like, you're burning through the songs faster than you thought. And you're like looking at the list going, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's a lot of hard work. So I have, I have guys who do that every week, week in, week out on their own. That's all they do. Like Davey, our friend, Davey Bryan. Um, Yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's the top right there. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys, man, Dana Cooper, uh, my friend Dana has been doing it for decades and he's absolutely amazing on it. Of course, he he doesn't have to do four hour gigs. <laughs> he's no. he's he's well established now. He's he's moved past that, but he did used to do it because that's the first yeah. time I saw him. He's playing at Griff's actually in Houston, doing those uh you know playing mostly covers and things like that. So anyway, yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a ton of work, and and the um I came I I didn't get a chance to do it, or, or I I didn't uh, um I forget why I didn't do it, but I I came up with a. Uh, uh, a song I came up with a, an acoustic version of the song on Blackmatic, Rain or Shine, and I came up with this a kind of uh, it's kind of this flowery open chord kind of thing in place of the the hard rocking little riff at the beginning. So, so I had it all worked out in my head, but I didn't get a chance to play it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna mess with that some more. But cool. it was it was really fun to take these songs you know, especially the original songs and to you know, bring the, bring the tempo down and open them up a little bit, you know, just let them breathe a little bit more and kind of, you know, so that was the, that, that was the hardest thing in Weston. I hadn't really figured it out that, that I do, I sing those songs pretty fast. So the tempo is pretty quick. And that means that three verses and three choruses can be over fast. Yeah. So, so I brought it down, brought the tempo down and then just tried to add it. And the other thing is too, you get to, you really get to uh, experiment with new chord progressions, modulations and stuff like that, just to add a bit of color in there. Cause you, you know, somebody going in there and banging out three chords and, you know, three verses, three, three, three courses, you know, three chords. Yeah. I'm bored after three minutes. So, mm-hmm. so a lot of the songs I tried to do some, some different, you know, I tried them in different keys and tried to add a little bit in the middle, so you just get a little little breathing time. Because uh, I opened up with uh, the aforementioned Shane McGowan's Sally McLennan, um back in the Pogues oh, yeah. days, and 
that's a that's a song where it's great when you can. So I was doing the the call and response all on my own to to alert the crowd if they wanted to sing along with it. They got it immediately, and so it was really nice. We had a great back and forth first song, and then it was then it's all downhill too. If you can get them, if you can engage them and grab them at that, you know, mm-hmm. at that what you know, that's it, it's just and they are already I, like it's such a. It's such a beautiful pub. If you're if you're in a pub and there's a TV, you know, like TV by the stage, that's not a pub. That's a fucking corporate hellhole. And they're you know they want four hours of of what's ever in the top forty. That's all it is. But you go into a pub at, with a stage and there's no TV by it. That they know what they're doing. So everybody on there is listening and they're paying attention. They're singing and they're clapping. They're doing. It was and it was, it was very very fun. I, I yeah. Probably one of the loudest uh, encore, you know, standing ovation things at the end. I was just, I was, you know, I was shaken. I was so taken aback by the response. So, yeah, I just floored. They're they're just, you know, and I and I explained to them too. There's stuff that I don't, I won't go into here, but there's there, there's a that the Hibernia Tavern in Little Rock, Arkansas, is very very special, not only to blackguards but to me. On a on a deeper level, because they're they're, it, it just seems like I got to know them, you know, at a certain time, you know, real dark time, you know, I just got to know a bunch of them, and they're, you know, that that pub will will always be a special, very very special place to me. So, yeah, absolutely, it's very, it's very 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 fun. Yeah, and all all credit, dude. We've been singing Jerry's praises almost this whole show, but he's. Whenever you find a pub like that, it's it's all because of the people who run it, and mm-hmm. in this in this case, especially because of the guy who owns it, is there every day, um, and it's it's a labor of love for him. You know, yeah. he really loves his clientele, um, and he just he knew how to do it right from the get go, and that's that's it's all because of him that that place is what it is, for sure. About yeah. attracting the right people, you know, to the place and, and keeping them happy. Yeah, and if, if if you're ever if you're ever through. If you're ever through Little Rock, go get yourself some curry and chips at the at the uh, uh, yeah. the Hibernia. It's oh magic, my, my, uh, you know. And the other thing is too, <laughs> uh, foolishly, I, I I forgot to eat that night, and uh, and I was it was uh, we're on the way home from from the thing, and we were already about you know I think about two hours into the uh, you know into the journey, and I realized that I still hadn't eaten, and I was. Oh, God, I was I was miserable. I was absolutely. Of course, there's nothing there's nothing that you want to eat at that hour anyway. So it was. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, just you know, it's it, but it's it's one of those places that you feel so good when you're there. You really don't need you don't need to eat or drink or you know just it's just it, it's a special it's a special place. So yeah, it is. Um, so Heidi, what uh, what type of solo shows have you done? Is are they like? Uh, Oh, me? Um, um, yeah, what kind of venues have you done on your own? So I've done assisted living homes and a couple like private parties, museums, um, stuff like that where, you know, kind of, well, it's funny at the at the assisted living homes, you know, I would expect to be tucked back in a corner or something when they're having their social hour or whatever. But no, they like seat them like you're giving them a concert <laughs> and they- yeah. They're very, it depends on the home, but some of them are really opinionated <laughs> about what you play and how you play. Like they're a, they can be a very tough audience. 
Um, and then others of them, you know, they, they just love everything you play and they're curious about what was that called or tell us about yourself or, you know, they, they have all these questions and it, it's, so it, it just, it depends on the room, but, um, there was an old man who literally like left because, and this was the one I just did. <laughs> he listened to like a song and a half and he left because he thought I was going to do all, you know, like country fiddling or fiddling and that's all he wanted to hear. So he left. And what I try to do is a mixture of things. So I do some of my Irish tunes, but they don't like all Irish tunes and you can't really blame them. You know, it's just a fiddle playing a bunch of eyes. So they don't, they don't like that. They like some of it. So I just, I'm very selective about which ones I play. And then I'll do, you know, every once in a while, somebody will say, do you know the old time fiddle stuff? And so then I play a little Orange Blossom or St. Anne's Rose, anything that's along those lines. But a lot of them want to hear the class. They see a violin, they want to hear classical. And then I'll throw in some opera ones or some, you know. Oh, cool. Kind of pop tunes, but not really. Like maybe something they heard Josh Groban sing. You know, things like that. So I try to mix it up and they absolutely love old American songbook songs. Like oh, Fly no, yeah. Moon. Um what else do I play for? Moon River, they love that. You know, anything like that. Uh what was the one Moon, I just m- Moonshiner? But no. <laughs> I tried it, but you never know. They might get up nope. and dance with <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, do, do you uh do you f- um, is there a, is there a tune or is there a couple of tunes in your head that you can just absolutely slay them with every time? Is there one that just knocks them out every time? Um, let me think. I, I'm blanking on the name of it. It's an older tune. Uh, can't take my eyes off of you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They love that. Yeah. Freebird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They really, really Marker. like. <laughs> um, they like Omeo, Babino Caro. They love that kind of stuff. Um, is that is that? Can't take my eyes off of you. Is that the one that goes? I love you, baby. If it's yeah, oh, yeah, and they that sing one. along. That's cool. And I like playing that kind of stuff more than that's, yeah, yeah, than yeah. anything. So. Yeah, they. I try to mix it up, but it, it's funny. Once in a while, you know, they're like, oh, and they just leave. They just <laughs> if you're not playing what they like. This is so wow. weird. I think. It's I tough, know. Yeah, t- literally, literally a tough crowd. Yeah, I was just picturing she- all these old people going. Mm. <laughs> it can be like that. Yeah, I had one heckler one time. God, they kept asking me questions or telling me to play certain things and it was like i don't know if i'm gonna get through this hour like i just don't you have to just kind of take it with a grain of salt but you know i i I had hoped that most of them couldn't hear very well but that wasn't the case yeah (laughs) i'm like i can do no wrong right nope <laughs> you you need to bring a taser with you the first one that walks out tases ass and i'll sit the rest of them down Well, this one place has a cage of birds. And if I play anything upbeat, these birds go bonkers and they're so loud. So like the first time I played, I could barely concentrate because these birds were yapping away in this cage not too far from me. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't know. 
Taser, taser. It works on birds too. So fry those little monkeys. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm hoping that I can put together a solo show of songs I really like that are more along the lines of, um, you know, those popular ones that yeah. I can at a restaurant and have like a regular restaurant gig. They, a lot of them want you to play with tracks, but I'm convinced there's a way to do it without tracks. If, yeah, if it's good you can, enough, the selections yeah. are good enough and your arrangements are good enough, I think it can be Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, so just off the top of your head, what's your, what's that, what's Heidi's number one favorite thing to play in a room like that? And it just in, in, in any, any, any room, any situation, what's your go-to? Uh, you just want to bring the house down all ages. Probably one of the big opera type songs. Cause I just love to play those melodies. I, I like to play anything that you have to play with a lot of heart. Yeah. 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 Even Maurice Lennon's "If Ever You Were Mine," I play that and they love oh. it. And they don't. And the okay. most of them have no idea what it is, but they're and they yeah. ask, "What is that?" They just that know, was yeah. beautiful. So you know, yeah, stuff like that. I do like to play fast fiddly stuff. There's a couple fiddle tunes that I that I like to play. And do you sit or stand when you play? I stand. I thought you know maybe I should sit some of the time, but I I stand. I just say. I don't feel right sitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I just, I can't, I can't, well, I don't like to sit, but. Um, yeah. uh, so, Chad, if you, if you had to do a solo show, just what, what, what's the song that you just think any, any place, day or night, knock them out? Uh, like first song? And it doesn't <clears throat> matter. Just, just song that's going to bring the house down. What would you, what would you think? Bring the house down. Um, when I, when I did those, those gigs, at Molly Sound Town, the the Beatles stuff that I covered got a really big response. I mean, I'd learned, and I couldn't even, I'd, I'd stumble through it if I tried to play it now. But I had learned uh, "Here Comes the Sun," um, and that got a really big response because uh, all the picking and arpeggios and stuff in it. I had learned uh, that stuff. Yeah, the Beatles stuff always goes over really well. I'm, I'm really fond of covering, uh, and this is still true, the, the George Harrison uh, stuff. He, George Harrison has a cover of. Um, if not for you, which is a song that, that Bob Dylan wrote. Yeah. And his, I think George's is the definitive version of it. It's just, it's so great. It's on his, his first solo record. And that's, that's usually the first one, like e- even three years where I haven't been playing a lot of guitar, I can pick that one up and still get all, get all the way through it. And I don't have to struggle to remember the chords or the words too much. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's not really, a, they're really bringing the house down, but that that's, that's one that I, I, I would probably reach for just to get warmed up too. And Space Oddity by Bowie pretty much always got a really, really big response. I used to cover uh, Behind Blue Eyes, too, by The Who when we at the Beverly on Wednesdays. Yeah, that's a good one. That always got a, got a good yeah. response as well. Remember that? Old Brown Shoe as well? Old Brown Shoe, yeah, of course, yeah. God, that's probably, <clears throat> that's a yeah. completely underrated. That's, that's one I should probably rescue in the underrated portion. You're welcome. So a, You're welcome yeah. doing, doing your fucking job for you. I think it is possibly the most underrated Beatles song. If not the most underrated, one of the most underrated songs that George Harrison wrote himself. Shots fired. Mm -hmm. It it really is. It truly, it's, it's a remarkable gift to be able to go out one person with a, with, and we've talked about it before too. I mean, I, the, the, the looper station or the looper pedal, you know, having that stuff, playing it and then recording it and playing it back in real time and playing along with that. Wonderful. You know, that's it's that that's you know takes a lot of talent and a lot of good timing and um 
a lot of practice to do that. However, I'm yeah. not a fan of it myself only because uh, I can't do it. So it's uh, it's difficult to it's you know I, I've, I've messed with it for a sec I think a split second I don't have the patience. Yeah. And I also like I also like to even improv. I, li- I like to surprise myself mm-hmm. with stuff. Like I, I, I literally I can't remember what song it was, but Saturday night playing a song and I I just I wanted to do a, an instrumental part of the song. And I just modulated just uh, for those non-players. It was just I just went up a key, and I just just uh, or step, and I just was. Uh, it was so uh, the change in in you know the, the 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 dynamic in the room changed for that minute. Then it went back to the to the thing, and I kind of sang a little bit higher than I had the, the last you know. And I just it was one of those moments that you could do. And I so even. <laughs> uh, as Heidi and Chad can attest, I'm not fun to play with, but I'm really not fighting that. <laughs> not even on my own is it any fun. The guy can't even play with himself. But uh, it's it's uh, it, it's so it's so um, it's just so fulfilling to be able to just up at the spur of the moment think of something, try it, mm-hmm. and go. You don't have to you don't have to train wreck everybody else, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the freedom to you know take time or add something or. Yeah, play a little differently. Yeah, yeah, and I, I love come up. I love coming coming up with new endings to the song. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. It, it, so if you start to slow it down, and then you, you know, you're you're thinking, hey, I'm not going to end the other one. Just let it ring out, or like the last one. I want to do something different here. So you just try something, and if it doesn't work, doesn't work. You know, look at you know, nobody's nobody's really going to be able. They're not going to call you on it, but. uh you know, I, I just, uh, I, I, I just, I, it really pushed something. You know, it pushed some buttons in me. I said, I need to, I need to pay this a little bit more attention. Um, I went and got another. I went and took my guitar uh, first thing Monday morning. Uh, I went and took it to Neil Sargent, uh, local luthier here in Houston, Texas. Because I'd been, <laughs> it's funny. I've got so many guitars. It's not even funny, and all uh, I've got, I want to say about six or seven acoustics. And of all of them, one is barely working. I mean, of all of them, I just I, I beat the tar out of them. So there's no, there's yeah. no, uh, you know. It's so funny how you, you're you're kind of attracted to to guitars like a like a shepherd is to sheep. <laughs> I'm to I, I just think of like even guitars that you don't own, like my my Gibson Sonics. Like you, yeah. you borrowed it once years ago when you were having trouble with one of your. I can't remember which one you were having trouble with but you took it out and you, you didn't use it the whole night. I think you used it for one set at, at Fado. And then like years later, you said, Hey, what's going on with that Gibson Sonics? I don't know. It's sitting in my closet. So bring, bring it over. I want to see it again. So you, you, you took it, you, you set it up and stuff and then and took it to your show. We didn't, I don't think you actually used it. I have a picture of it sitting at the, at HEB, the central market. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, you'd had it there, but you didn't actually use it. And then you gave it back to be all set up and cleaned. I'm like, well, thank you. I still don't use it because I don't play electric guitar very well, very often, but I probably am going to start using it now that I'm starting to record more at home. But uh, I just think it was great, great guitar. That does, but that, yeah, it is. That just says about your affinity for guitars. You're like, give me that thing. <laughs> Even though you, yeah. you you really didn't need to use it or anything. Just like, I just want to spend some time with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's and, it's, cool. and, and, there, and again, there's something that's so cathartic too, about taking a machine like that, that's been in the, in the closet and, 
you're putting new strings on it, setting it up and just, you know, getting it to where I like it. And it just, you know, and you know, it plays great. And yeah, that, that guitar too is one of those things. It, it has such a distinctive feel and tone and everything that you just don't want to mess with. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of reminded me of your, your, uh, the way your Gibson, um, the brown, the brown with the, uh, oh, yeah, the Explorer. The Explorer yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The original pickups on that one <clears throat> remind me of the Sonics. It's, it's a very yeah. warm, dirty tone. Uh, yeah. you can't, you can't really get a clean tone out of it because it's just the way it is. I don't know if that's something yeah. to do with the age of the guitars, or but, but, uh, that, that, and that guitar too, my, my Gibson Sonics had been through the ringer too. That was my first electric guitar that I owned. I bought, but bought it from my friend, Sean, who was a guitarist in elemental penguin. My first, uh, my first high school band, uh, my only high school band. Um, and then I, later I used it in the change. It was pretty much my primary guitar in the change for the first, for most of the time I was in the change, I guess I had a Stratocaster too. Um, yeah. but yeah. then and Gibson lovers will love it. It's just, yeah. a, it's such a great machine. And, and speaking of setups, uh, Heidi, you got a new fiddle coming, don't you? I do. I'm excited. It might be here. Tomorrow. I hope tomorrow, probably Wednesday oh, yeah. for sure. But it's yeah. a, yeah, I'm really excited. It's a glasser uh, made by Andrew Glasser, New York. Um, it's, it's a carbon composite violin. So um, it's supposed to tolerate just about any condition, but they sound fantastic. They really yes. do. I've played other acoustic electric instruments and they're so, so like the, the bark is buried back there on the wall, the red and the black thing that, that you yeah. can't play that anymore. It is so done. I killed that poor thing. I've tried Zeta and the, the Zetas are good. They're really good, but they, they have a certain sound. They, they probably have the clearest sound of, of like a bunch that I've tried, but they're heavy. They're yeah. very heavy and then uh i've tried a bunch of them a bunch of like i don't like electric violins because they sound like they're underwater i don't care which ones they are they just or they sound like a guitar and we already have we have guitar we don't need another one right yeah (laughs) so but this one it sounds so clear i mean the sound really is good for what it is and then um the bridge setup, so the pickup and the bridge setup are are done by, I sent, it went from Andrew Glasser, and he was so great. He said he would send me one to try that was set up acoustically, and then he sent it to Erica Sato with Ithaca Strings, um, who I guess has an incredible pickup system. I, I've read about it, I've heard about it. Um, so he put the bridge pickup on it, and it should be here in the next 48 hours, 36 hours, I keep counting the hours. Yes, like, yeah. Out the window, well, like like watching for an outdoor cat. I'm watching <laughs> for the next truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. That's okay. cool. I see it, yeah. Yeah. What's the first thing you're going to play on that when you when you pick it up? What's the first thing you're going to play? Well, Is it going to be the Heidi Riggs origin? What? Yeah. That and uh, Pirate. I have to play Pirate on it. <laughs> you send send that woman a check. Give her a raise. Uh, um, yeah, that man. That's I'm I'm so excited. Um, uh, if if you think about it, maybe you send Chad a a, a picture of it so we could post yeah, a, yeah. post something. But I'd love to post a, especially since these guys have treated you so well. Yeah. I'd like to you know 
put put their information on the website too on the on the episode as well just so we can shed a little light share love um there uh you know just i i, I spoke to heidi a couple of times on the phone and you she was sound like she was shaking she was so happy they and they're so nice and they go yeah you you you're you're professional and they 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 know that i mean think about it you're putting they're putting their gear in your hands and they know what you do so they they you know they're they're they're, they're going to send you the good stuff you know it's just yeah it's really- uh, it's yeah and it's and it's so nice that they're that they're that treating you that well you know cuz you know yeah it's it because it's funny, you know. I brought that guitar uh, on on Monday morning. I brought that uh, acoustic guitar to to Neil Sargent here, and that guy gets he'll get these. I, I kid you not, fifty dollars Sears guitars, and they go, "Hey, can you make this sound good?" And he's, "What the fuck do you want me to do with it?" You know, I go, <laughs> "You know, that's that's about. It. I can make it sound good once, but uh, no, it's just you know they're 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 just they're so poorly made." And what drives me crazy is there's stuff on the walls of these guitar shops, you know, Rock and Robin, you know, um, uh, uh, Fuller's guitar here in in Houston, you know, just uh, but you can walk in and you can get dirt cheap, you know, great gear. Uh, there's a place too up on 1960 if you're on the north side on 45 a Guitar Emporium. They have, uh, they have, uh, I think Neil Sargent. You know, not only because he's on my doorstep, but Neil Sargent, but uh, my friend Rob up there at, at Guitar Emporium, they do setups that it's it just, you know, I'll get a phone call a year later, go, hey, where where are you? You know, you haven't been in? I said, you fixed it. It won't fucking break. You know, they just, they've set it up so well and it's, you know, just does the job. Um, uh, they're just that, that my, my green Jackson guitar. Yeah, I remember I took it out. The first time I took it out, we went out on a three-week tour, and I didn't change the strings. Usually I change the strings every show. Mm-hmm. I didn't change the strings for the whole show and that thing for the whole tour, and that thing stayed in tune. It was it was on, it was unholy the way that this thing performed. That's so, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Especially considering not, the, the, uh, the whammy bridge. Yeah. What do we call it? What kind of was, what, what do you call that bridge? It's a, it a Floyd? It's a Floyd, it's a Floyd Rose um, it's a Floyd Rose uh, tremolo system. So when you look at it, it's 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 called it's it's floating. So if the if the strings are here going this way, and your, your fine tuners are here, you know it's this part. The, the tail is, is is actually not touching. So you can you can when you use the, the the tremolo arm, you can shake the you know you can vibrate the strings. However, you can pull up and you can press down on it and it's just you know it's just you know i'm uh uh uh, uh neil Sargent was telling me that he that uh, at the end of this month july he's going to turn 69 and uh and we both just stopped and looked at each other and said yeah can't take the teenagers out <laughs> you know says he said for a whole year i'm going to walk around with a smirk on my face you know i said yeah it's uh, <laughs> just just never grow up but yeah it's it it, it there's so much good gear out there and yeah. it's just uh, like Heidi said, you know, it's just so, uh, um, just so amazing when these people, these great craftsmen, you know, uh, take such t- to take the time to, to give you exactly what you're looking for. I, I, I just can't wait to hear this thing. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I, I called and I, well, it started with contacting Dan Emmett, I think is his name. He's a fiddle yes, player. Yeah. Violin, cool, Dan. But, 
And um, I went on his Facebook page to contact him, and and he had mentioned this this instrument. And then I came across Zach Brock, who plays for Snarky Puppy, and he's got the glasser with the Asado pickup. And he he had done a whole video just talking about it, not playing on it, but there's he's tons of videos of him touring with it. And um, he needed the same same thing I did, like. Uh, if you're touring and you don't know what the weather is, what the room is, what, you know, you can have the most expensive setup and it, it maybe can't take all the conditions and it's not going to stay in tune no matter what you do. And so I just, I called and I said, this is what um, I saw posted about your instruments. And, and, and this is what I need. Like what can I, I, and they were just, it's like they're what they love to do in life is, build these instruments and help out these, you know, players and artists with what they need for the stage. And I, I was like, wow, okay, cool. Like they knew exactly what I was talking about. They knew exactly what I needed. They were more than happy to, to be involved and point me in the right direction and work together. I thought that was like really nice. I was like, Oh, okay, great. Yeah. (laughs) It was, it was really, I learned a lot and you know, they, they really were great, but. Yeah, it's funny. You don't you don't always know every condition until you're in it, and then you're you're struggling for like no reason. Just yeah. other than the instrument needs to to fit that condition or the equipment, like you know, like. Yeah, well, I I, I, I'm as, I think I'm as giddy as you are about hearing this thing playing. So maybe maybe <laughs> when you get it, you can send us you can send us a clip. I'd love to put it on the on the website on the. Yeah, you know just. Because it, it, it again, your uh, your job is so difficult in that, and 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 every player, every fiddle player that's played with us has you know complained about the 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 temperature changes, the, the humidity, the you know just all the stuff that we go through on a regular basis. It's so tough on those, especially those really nice violins like you have, those really great sounding ones. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why that's why uh, I was so thrilled that you talked to Dan Emmett too. Dan Emmett has played with us a few times. And phenomenal player, and as just as, as wonderful a man as you're going to get. He he's uh, he's so like like you said, just so genuine, and he knows everybody because he's been building violins now for quite a while, mm-hmm. and th- the stuff looks tremendous. It's just yeah. his work looks, you know. But he was always tinkering with the stuff, always buying and selling stuff, so he knows he knows his gear. Yeah. I stumbled across a clip of us playing with Dan at, at uh, on Patty's Day at O'Bannon's recently. It's been a long time since I've heard anything we did with him, and that, that's to me almost that that whole period is like a, a an era of the band that's almost lost in time because we he he was a fill in who, yeah. who you know we knew when we started working with him that he wasn't going to be able to play with us for very long because he was moving away and and uh, but he was he played with us for for a good long time. It was like maybe. I'd say like five, almost six months, maybe. Something yeah, like and he and he was commuting from Dallas and from yeah. wherever the hell he was. I mean, he, the boy was driving, and also he never actually rehearsed with us. He he learned everything on the fly. He showed up. The first gig was uh, Sherlock's, at, Sherlock's, and and Con. No, no, it's Con- Clear Lake. Uh, Clear Lake. Clear Lake. Clear, right. Clear Lake. Had that hit big hall. Actually, really great room. It's, it's a shame that place didn't didn't stay open. It's but, back uh, open again. Is it? Real? That's right. Okay. You've told me that. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's okay. Um, but yeah, he showed up and he played with us the first time there, just having learned a list of songs, you know, some recordings that we'd sent him and, and uh, just first mm-hmm. note, 
<laughs> and he was he was really talented. They're just learning learning stuff on the fly, but also faking his way through things he hadn't really learned yet. Uh, but that, that, the clip that I found of us on Patty's Day, he'd been with us for for a good long you know a few months at that point, and he sounded great. I'd forgotten yeah. how good he was, you know. Well, he's and he's one of these guys. When when we saw the clip of him playing, he was playing with the country band, and it was one of those things where he was just playing a couple of notes here and there, so you you couldn't tell. And um, then after we got to know him, we we heard some of his classical stuff and his more rock flavored stuff. And he's he really is he's a he's a just a hell of a player. Mm-hmm. And and you know like like we like we've come to find out, very very talented. Very uh, uh, he he will be he will be one of the top. I think he's going to be one of the top uh, violin builders around because he's just his attention to detail is 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 unmatched. I think so. Mm. Cool. Um, but I, I'm just, I, I don't know about you guys, but I want to kill something. I want to kill something. <laughs> kill, 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 kill. Yeah. No? Yeah. So that's that t- amazing. It's taken us nearly an hour to get to the, this portion. I of know. Time. I know. I've been, What's I've been waiting all. Yeah. Should, uh, should I kill? <laughs> should I go ahead and kill? Yeah. I think it's your turn to go first, right? I think I'm going to go first. Let me give you guys a little break since uh, you guys have been talking the whole time. Uh, so yeah, the song I want to kill is, uh, is, uh, not because, not because, uh, you know, like, again, to stipulate, we're not killing songs because they're crap, we're killing songs because they're just overplayed and they're blah, blah, on and on and on. So got a question. What, uh, I, I should have looked it up too. I forgot to look it up, but the, uh, some time in your line, yeah, the, le- oh. lean, on, lean on me. Yeah. Someone to lean on. Lean on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that song, whatever the fuck that song is, please, for the love of God, bullet to the head. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's- I just, uh, uh, it, I mean, the first time I heard it, I was like, ha, ha, they're joking. This is, a, this is an ad for diarrhea medicine or, or you know, <laughs> migraine, you know. But I was like, you know, are they serious? You know, and and and, and let, let me let me just elaborate too. You know, like songs like Macarena and uh, 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 Gangnam Style, that kind of stuff. You know, that's just everybody wants to kill. You know, uh, would you believe I've ne- I've never? Uh, oh, that's not true. I probably heard them in a club song, but I've ne- I, I didn't even know what they were. But I, I've heard people bitch about it so much. You knew, right. you know, you see their little clip or whatever. Yeah. Um. But. I don't think that that's the song I'm talking about. Someone to lean on, whatever it's called. Uh, I don't think that that song, I'm just surprised it made it out of a studio. Hey, I've got this song for you. Dun, da, 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 da. You go, hey, you, you're going to, you know, and just, you know, it, you know, lights out, you know, bury that song with that person, that person. So whatever happened to what's his name? Oh, I don't know. He went into that studio and never came out, you know, and, uh, <laughs> It's one of those songs that just you ah, there's not there's not it, it, it's and just before you think that you that that you're going to take your own life or it, people around you, then they they the bridge section. Just what call on me, brother. We need it. Oh my god, remember. it gets Sing worse. Sing a little bit of it. Sing it, a little bit of the bridge. I can't remember. It, it goes. It just. I think it just breaks down call to like me. a call. No. Yeah. Ever just call me. Yes. Just yes. call. Yes. Just call. Me. Yeah. So um. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, it just, uh, um, 
I might have a problem with Dino DeSantis. Um, anyway, so uh, I'm, I'm already, I'm already breaking out in a sweat. I'm getting, uh, but yeah, the, the song. Real melody. That's why you can't think of it. <laughs> yeah. Or those, you know, those opening notes. Da, 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 da. Oh, you know, no more. You know, that's a, that, that part. Yeah. So. That, that one makes me think of uh, of uh, Stand By Me, which yeah. I think it's you like complained that. about that song long before we started doing this segment. I remember you complaining about that song. Although I will say, the the only way my 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 preference, my favorite version of that song is John Lennon's cover because he just has this has this uh, really unique way of doing it. Anyway, yeah, I, I love the, the way he plays guitar in that in his version. Yeah. What were we saying, Heidi? You cut you off. Well, every every semester that I taught the at the high school and I had the choir, they always wanted to do Lean on Me or Country Roads or some or like that Blink <sighs> One song that you killed. Um, yeah. Ugh. The thing, I, and so you know, the first semester or two, I'd be like, No, 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 we're not doing that. We'll do something better, you know. And then finally, I learned here's the way to go about them choosing terrible songs. Say okay. And go ahead and do it. And in three or four days, they're like, we don't want to sing this song anymore. I'm like, why? I thought it was so great. Come on. And they'd be like, no, please don't make us do it. That's how you <laughs> do a song with a choir. <laughs> it's it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that's tough. And the, the one, the one that I wanted to bring back was, uh, uh, um, Oh my God! Why did I go first? Uh, oh, oh, it was uh, it was uh, uh, running back uh, the Thin Lizzy running back to you. It just yes. uh, again, not, not not a not a great stretch for me. Not you know to go Thin Lizzy, but it was it's it's one of those songs that. Um, so if if you've been in and around the Houston area in the last, uh, I don't know how many how many uh, how many days we've had triple digits, but I I do this thing where I forget. That it's you know that it's you know it's like baking cookies outside with no cookies, uh, and I go I go for a run, and when I'm running, I just realized how much slower I've been lately. You know, I used to be I used to go out and do 45 minutes and just come back in no time, and uh, not lately at all. But I got that song in my head, and it was just the, the, the whatever tempo I had it in my head. I had I don't run with music. I don't listen to. You know, I don't I only take water with me. That's the only thing I run. But I just had that thing. And it's just the best groove. It's the greatest. It's it, it's a very happy song. It's a very simple song. And it's just got a beautiful uh, uh, melody, you know, very, very, you know, uh, very easy to listen to. But it, it's also one of those earworm things that you get in your head. And uh, it's classic Thin Lizzy, classic mm. Phil Lineup. And the, there's a little, little story about it too. Brian Robertson and Scott Gorm, the guitar players on that record, were uh, um, Brian. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, Brian Robertson is uh, was and is known to be a hothead. Very, very, very uh, fly off the handle. You know, for whatever reason, and uh, he he was being especially pissy on that day, mm-hmm. and wouldn't come out of the pub. So Scott Gorham recorded all that on his own and it was really nice too because scott gorham always had somebody like john sykes or gary moore or you know he always had these world-class shred you know shredding guitar players beside him and and scott gorham is no slouch 
at all. I mean, any any Thin Lizzy player will tell you that they, they, they never, ex, except for Snowy White, they never had a dog in that band. You know, every guitar player was just worth his weight in gold, except Snowy White. Did I say that? <laughs> Fuck Snowy White. Did I say that? Anyway, uh, but uh, you There's know the uh, title. John Sykes just he, John Sykes brought near uh, just he 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 brought that heavy rock to the max. I mean, right below that heavy metal line, you know, where it was still. I mean, he's just one of these players, guitar players again. Like I was talking about, Rory Gallagher, Scott Go- um, Scott Go- John Sykes has the same uh, has the same credit with guitar players. He's just he's you know. Just tip top, just you know, and then Gary Moore. T- to me, Gary Moore and uh, and Roy Gallagher were my, you know, uh, the, 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 in in Ireland mm-hmm. in, and around the world. They're just you know, but just being from Ireland, you know, and and hearing the hearing them play, you just uh, that's yeah, that's all we need to represent us. That's beautiful, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and just side note, to the edge couldn't touch their fucking boots. Ouch. Never mind. Never mind. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. People, people think for a second that there's that. No. You know. Yeah. You know. I'm just just to put it in context. Th- these guys are the, the absolute best. And but anyway, it was just nice to see Scott Gorham take the take that. You know, take the yeah the spotlight on that one. And I was going to mention that too because I the the thing that stick a lot of things about that song are really distinctive. But the the guitar solo. The that kind of figures that he does is so Scott because uh, uh, it makes me think that that song you're talking about because Brian was throwing a hissy fit and wasn't there was kind of like a, a foreshadow to a couple albums later. Um, uh, what was the one? What's the one that were were oh bad reputation? Uh, where Brian was not there for a lot. Of, he was only on a few of the tracks, and so Scott was playing most of the guitar on that record, including yeah. um, Dancing in the Moonlight. Uh, which is the other, to me, is a distinctive uh, Scott uh, song, and just makes me think like it'll be kind of. I mean, I love all these other guitar players too, but when it was just Scott and Brian and Philo, there was a really kind of a tight, you know, because those, those guys were the the only constant throughout the, well, at least yeah, most yeah. of the history and, of the and, band. And, and, and again, just like Rory Gallagher, you cannot go wrong with any record. Start wherever you like. Yeah, and. You know, and just go through it. You know, Shades of a Blue Orphanage is a little bit hippie. You know, because that was a very, very that's you know that's late sixties, and they're they're really finding their feet. So it, it's it's nice to go back that way. But I mean, you can start chronologically at the end and work your way back. You can even start in the middle. Work it just Thin Lizzy is one of those bands that you're just not going to get. You're just gonna anyway. So yeah, I, I've said up. Who, who's who's killing next? I'll kill next. Okay, this good is girl. Like- I am killing the song because it is crap, but but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna get it from the from the Irish loving crowd. They're gonna they're not gonna like me killing the song, but I have to kill the song. I cannot do it. Ratlin bog. Ah. I can't steal the <laughs> the bug on the leaf and the leaf on the limb and the limb on the branch and the branch of the tree and the devil yes. below and I don't know what it's on, but it's like goes on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> I yeah. think we found. I think we found our singer for that song. Oh, no. I am not singing that song. I refuse. Yeah. No, I can't stand it. That song is double killed now. I think. Well, I think we, Patty, you killed it. I think. Yeah. Like, oh, you last, did. I'm sorry. Last. last no, 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 no. That's good. That's good. That's good. We, I think we, we've established we do it. Is we, yeah. Yeah. 
we, we, we like to beat the shit out of corpses as yeah. well because, you know, so that's a, that's, that's one of those things. But the, uh, the, we actually played that song for the first time at college station mm. two Saturdays ago. Oops. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, it was great because there was uh, some friends of ours there and they've been requesting that song for years. Yeah, yeah. And so we got them to sing. We got them to sing in the audience. We got them to sing the, uh, the verses. And we just joined in for that. We joined in on the instrument. Oh, actually, we played the whole song, but we, uh, they sang the verses and we came in. On, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. Change all the words to it. Like actually make it worth listening to if you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe put, we didn't start the fire lyrics in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. might actually work. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, it was funny too, because, uh, because uh, we couldn't, they were singing, you know, as usually when crowds are singing something and, and, you know, by themselves, they're not really in it. There's no, no fixed key that anybody's singing in. So yeah. Patrick and I were looking at you go, what key is it? E? No. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> and Chris finally said, just fuck it. G let's just do G. Yeah. So, and, yeah. uh, and then we were kind of, we, we figured out what the chords were and then we're listening to them to let them keep singing. And then, and then they kind of, yeah. they kind of signal us when it's going to the chorus. Like, <laughs> yeah. That went on for like, five minutes or something yeah. it's, it's like the yeah. anthem singer that changes keys five times before they get to the end <laughs> yeah 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 so have you got a have you got a song that, you, that you'd like to bring back or shine a little light on or yeah but it's unusual for I, well it's a yeah okay so um and this came up because nick and i were having a conversation about you know his his basketball playing and and confidence and how do you focus, you know, when you get to that pressure situation, that game time? Because he's very talented, but, you know, it's always different when you're on a court with a bunch of other, you know, players that are so talented and, and you know, which is the right play to make and whatever. And we, we've been trying to tell him you just have to lose yourself in working hard every every minute, whether it's a game or practice. You're, you're just working hard and you're just – you're going for it. You're perfecting your shot. You, instead of thinking of all the competition and what could go wrong, and what, like just lose yourself in the fact that you are going for it. And that made me think of um, my go-to song when I was doing like my recitals and the conservatory stuff. And it still is if I need to like bring my confidence up or whatever. And it's Eminem's uh, "Lose Yourself." Oh, and that's maybe an unusual pick for. For me, but I I really do like that song. I like what he did with it. The lyrics wow. are great, I, and I, I I don't like very many rap artists, but I do like Eminem. I do think he's extremely talented. I've heard that a lot. I've heard that from a lot of people. Yeah, he is talented. Yeah, I don't know his stuff, but yeah. is that yeah. the one where he says the the music, the moment? You gotta, yeah, I'm gonna never let it go. Okay, I, yeah. I only thought of it based on what you the 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 the, uh, the theme that you were talking about. Yeah. I think you could turn that into an Irish rock song, Patty. I think you should do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I'm game. I'm game. Um, and and, and uh, so how did you come across that song? Is that, is that a – are you you're just a fan of his music? No, not, not overall, but I do like a bunch of his songs. But I probably just heard it whenever it was popular. Um, yeah. I'd have to look up the year it came out, but it was still somewhat popular when I had to do my first like big thing at ASU, and I was oh. just nervous as could be. I could not could not have been more nervous. 
And that, that would be what I would listen to in the practice room or behind the stage before I went on stage, shaking like a leaf. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I, I don't know a whole lot about rap, but I, 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 rap seems to have gotten, I mean, again, I'm not an expert on this, but it seems the stuff that I hear in the clubs where we play seems to have gotten really just unimaginative and, and, and uh, lazy. Yeah. I'm going to say like in recent decades or recent years. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah there's, there's no melodic shifts or anything like hip hop. Hip hop was great because they actually had chord changes and stuff, you know, and melodies. Yeah, yeah, but I I I, the, I will say the stuff I've heard of Eminem, it, he's really good at at coming up with patterns and rhythms that are actually kind of imaginative and catchy and not just eh, yeah. uh, eh, uh, whatever like kind of <laughs> crappy stuff you hear these days. So yeah, yeah. So Heidi, I want to ask you too. Like, um, we we've talked about classical stuff recently. Before I move on to my kills and resurrections, are there any classical pieces that you would you think it would be, be worthy of of killing? <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah. I'm just curious to know because I've never heard anybody talk about that. Yeah, there's a lot that are. Yeah, worth I can't think of like off the top of my head like what would be. I don't like a like a big work or like a violin piece. Just anything that you think is. I can't. Pe- people just overplay or whatever, or is not as good as people make it um, out to be. I'm not. A huge, oh, I'm going to get myself in tons of trouble. I'm going to get all these nasty messages. <laughs> I won't be hired around town. What are you trying to do to me? Yeah. No, we, I, can, we can do, we can just blur your face. There, there are some violin pieces that, that I don't really care a lot for. I don't really like the Lalo Symphony Espanol. I don't like stuff like that. And I don't, well, I mean, that's too general of a statement, stuff like that, but um, the mm-hmm. Mahler symphonies, I'm not a big fan of. There, there's I'm some, not a fan. Yeah, I don't know it, but I'm not a fan now either. So that's two of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah there, there's some that just yeah. that just go on and on and on. And I mean, there there are a lot of classical pieces that are as minimalistic, believe it or not, as some of that rap stuff that you don't want to yeah. listen to. Oh, so yeah. I guess like, that's kind of the baseline for me is is – it's got to have something to it. What about yeah. like, what about something like Bolero, which Bolero's okay. Is, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, okay. it's 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 one that's kind of taken on a pop song status, I think, because yeah. of the, because of the movie that was in about years. Well, we got to it yeah. back in the seventies. It's, it's I guess. okay. Yeah. I mean, there's some like that that are that are alright. Yeah, I'm trying to think of ones that every time I get to a gig, I'm like, oh, I don't want to play this. Now they're not coming to me. They'll, they'll come to me after you move on to something else. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we, we can just, make that a just, weekly thing too. I'm just I'm just curious because there's got to be a just tons of things that you could bring up. Yeah, you know what? I ha- I'm yeah. just going to say it, but I'm going to hear about it. And it's not necessarily a classical piece, but it's not that I don't like the song, but that that song Hallelujah that's so popular. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The, like, oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Okay. It's a great melody and it, it's a cool song. Somebody please tell me why you would pick that for your wedding when your bride is walking down the aisle and you're tying somebody to a chair and cutting off their hair and then all this other like, the lyrics are so terrible. How could you pick oh. that 
to walk down the aisle to. And I've, I had posted this on Facebook one day after a wedding. I'm like, I just don't understand why you would pick that song for your wedding. And the backlash I got from, I love that song. I love that. I'm like, no, I get it. I like the song. But, but how could you? <laughs> why for a wedding when there's so many other choices? I know you could you you could pick that that police song every breath you take. I mean that's got such a great message. Oh yeah, and I know, right? yeah. No, they <laughs> really the choir always wanted to sing Hallelujah. They would say we we want to sing Hallelujah. I'd be like, oh okay, do you? Okay, so then I pass out the lyrics and they're singing through it and they start to get really uncomfortable and they're like, we can't sing this. <laughs> You're talking about the Leonard Cohen song, yes, just yes. to yeah. right, yeah. just to be clear. Yeah, yeah, and and the and the church song too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The first one, the first one I was thinking of. Yeah, <laughs> da, 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 da. that's the first thing I thought of. Which is oh, oh. that's something. Anyway, well, give me that's started probably kind of overplayed too. Church songs to kill. The list is too long. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Well, like, I think no if we intended. just bur- if we just if we just burn the church down, then <laughs> oh, there you go. You're welcome. So, Chad, kill something for the <clears> love of God. Okay. Wildlife by Talking Heads. Wildlife. Which again, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, not a particularly bad song, but it's I, I get annoyed because it's what it's one of the only top ten hits they had, which you know, good fair play to them, as you would say. But they it's not anywhere close to being their best work. This was a song that was on the uh the true stories soundtrack record for David Burns uh, film that uh, the movie that he put out in uh, whatever it was in 1986, I think. And I always think of this, I hear it all the time. And at, like at HEB, they would be playing. That's the only talking head song you hear at HEB is wildlife. And it's like, come on, really? But it, it makes me think of when I was a senior in high school, which was the year after the song came out, I went to a party at uh, somebody was having a big party uh, at their house that was like sort of a pre-party to, to prom. So they had the DJ at this party who was going to be DJing at the prom. So it was like sort of a get to know this guy sort of type of thing and get him, give him a chance to know our, what kind of music we like. So I went up at one point and requested talking heads from this guy. And he goes, Oh yeah, sure. Sure. And then, of course this is back in the eighties. DJs actually still had LPs and stuff that they play. So he's flipping through something. I got it. I got it. It's like, cool. Thanks man. And a few minutes later, wildlife starts playing. I'm like, Really? Come on, man! You can't dance to this. Yeah, yes, you it's can. just yeah, it's just it's just a really silly song, and it's just not it's not you know it's it's kind wow. of a frivolous thing. Most most of the songs in that record, the True Stories record, are, are kind of second rate David Byrne material. It's not his best work. Anyway, so I'm going to replace that with a, some of David Byrne's better work. It's one of his his first solo records that came out in 1994, and it was his own his only self titled record. And it's, um, I actually saw him play. Uh, I saw this tour uh, when he came to uh, New York, whenever, where I was living at the time. He played at the Supper Club with this lineup. It was a really spark, like, just like the record, it was a very sparse lineup. It was him on uh, acoustic guitar, uh, I could think electric as well. And then a uh, bass player, drums, and a percussionist who was switching between like congas and stuff like that and, uh, and a xylophone or marimbas, I think. So, really interesting lineup. And, uh, but this, the, that, that album, is particularly uh, exceptional, I think, because it's very. It sounds more like Talking Head. That, at that point, it was the most Talking Head sounding record he put out in his solo career. But it's also really uh, guitar heavy, and a lot of people don't. At least I hadn't up at that point really 
really uh, noted what a great uh, lead guitar player he was. So there's a lot of really heavy, dirty, uh, aggressive guitar on that record that I hadn't really heard from him at that point. So it's it's well worth a listen. There's also just the band on it, particularly the drummer. Um, I'm trying to remember. Todd Turkisher, I think is the guy's name, was the drummer on that record and the tour. Uh, he is absolutely fantastic. And the way he blends with, the, I can't remember the per- percussionist name, but the way those two guys blend together is just really, really cool. So that's, that's I, I, the whole record. There's, there's some great songs on that. The, the one I would point out, if you want to just home in on one, is called uh, Lilies of the Valley. Uh, has some particularly has some really great drums on it, but the whole record is just really great. So David Byrne's self-titled record, check it out. And it is very cool by far extremely underrated. His whole solo career is probably not, there's not a lot, not enough light shown on it, but that one, I never hear anybody talking about that record. It was, it was a while ago. Now it's almost 20 years ago. No, it's almost 30 years ago now. Right. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is getting, getting up there. We're getting old. I thought of the number one classical piece that I can't stand. Oh, yeah? Eine Kleine Nachtmusik. Oh. <laughs> the Eine Kleine. I can't What's stand it. You, you would recognize it. I don't know that. I, I, I've i heard puns on the title now, though. I'm really yeah, realizing. Yeah. You'll have to look that up. Yeah. Um, or maybe maybe not. What's <laughs> <laughs> uh, his name? Um, Neil Innes from uh, the guy who did the Ruddles. Neil Innes, he was a Monty Python yeah. guy. Yep. One of the songs he did with the Ruddles on the their their, their um, later album they did in the 90s was called Ina Kleine, Middle Class of Music, which was obviously now I realize a pun on the piece that you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. So and I'm curious. I want to go look it up to see because I'm, I'm not sure. I probably heard it. I probably just didn't know oh, what it was yeah. called. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. So I'm just like, I'm looking at the calendar here, boys and girls. And it looks like we're going to have uh, uh, next month. Actually, it's creeping up on us now. Yep. Uh, very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to have uh, we're going to have young Heidi flying into a little town called Houston. We're going to be taking off on the road. Last few weeks, we've been working with a couple of drummers and uh, some really, really good, really good fits. Um, of course, Heidi hasn't had a chance to meet any of them. We've been I've been calling her and giving her a report. <laughs> he wears the same shoes as I do. Um, but. Uh, We've just been having a having a you know we have you know really good time uh, you know because we're 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 still haven't decided you know who's uh, who's who's doing what and what where and when and how and whatnot but it's just been it's been really quite uh, enlightening to to play with these guys really really fun and uh, of course nobody likes getting in a room and rehearsing you know or practicing or teaching new songs or any of that shit but it's just been been very very fun. Um, so we're getting ready to uh, we're we're gonna essentially drive all the way up to Montana. We're gonna play all the way up, and then we're gonna just shoot back down. Um, you know, like like gas prices, they go up like a rocket and down like a feather. <laughs> we're gonna go up like a feather and down like a down rocket. Like a rocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> rocket coming. Yeah. But yeah, we're um, so uh, we're, we're we're playing the the Bitterroot uh, Celtic Festival and Games. Um, and we're going to play all the way up and so so we're going to retread a couple of places that we played with you before Heidi and we're going to have so um so I I I say this to the to our to our 
uh, Slappercast faithful and to uh, anybody else listening um, on our website right now, we're, 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 we're basically, we're going to try to uh, push this inventory clear. We're at uh, Chad's marking down the prices and just getting never, we're just going to try to clear the inventory so we can have a, have our new summer uh, stuff in there. So yeah. if you're so inclined, if you're looking for, if you're looking for coffee, you're looking for t-shirts, you're looking for any of that stuff. We have it all now. We're good. We, uh, we're knocking the prices down to, to get, to clear the way so we can reload the van and, and, and head up there. So uh, I'm working on some September dates as well. I mean, if, 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 if I doesn't jump out of the van halfway through, we're going to try to bring her back in. We're going to bring her back in September and, uh, get to play some Houston shows. We were, we were trying to do that before we left, before we left for this tour, but it's not to be, uh, we just, there's not enough days in the, in the week. So, uh, uh, so yeah, we're going to, on the website, blackguards.com and all, uh, all across our social media and all that stuff. We're going to be, uh, you know, like I say, not marking everything down, everything clearance, everything, get it out so we can get our uh, summer thing going. And uh, if you know anybody that likes really good coffee, no decaf, no decaf. Don't be silly. Yes. Um, but we got, you know, we got great coffee. We've got great shirts and we got, you know, we're, um, we're, you know, just so excited to, to bring the, bring this new stuff to, to you. We are going to have, you know, we're going to have Heidi in town captive audience. We're going to have some new stuff for you too. So yeah, very, very, very excited to, uh, to show you that. Yeah. It's gonna be cool. Yeah. All right. Y'all thank you very much for listening. And, uh, yeah. if you're watching this on YouTube, like, subscribe, all that stuff, share. We'd appreciate it. We certainly would. Heidi, stay cool out there. Chad, get better. Yeah, get better. On it. Me, shut up. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you all. <laughs>